everybody. Welcome back. It's Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Net. We are getting ready for the 2023 MLB Fantasy Baseball season with your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, winner of the most recent baseball article of the year award, FSWA, the champ is here. Listen, all kidding aside, I appreciate everyone out there that follows all my goofiness and stuff. But you know, it's always good to get some recognition. But remember, I'm always learning, and one of the people I go to to learn is the gentleman you see here, the Roto Soprano himself. We are in house, <laughs> Mr. Modica, Mr. Matty Mo. What is up, dude, from the bottom of my heart? I I miss you, man. How are you? Yes, I miss you uh, too. Congrats on the award. Well deserved. <laughs> uh, you're out there grinding every day, crack of dawn. So you got to respect that. Appreciate it. And uh, excited to talk uh, some fantasy baseball. I think the, you know the topics you put up, uh, I, I think, are really important. And I think uh, some people are getting kind of fooled by the current ADP that they're seeing. Yeah. So you follow Matt at CTM. Baseball spelled out, Matt. Though you're not like a heavy Twitter hitter, the stuff you do put out, I find is it sounds cheesy, it's thought provoking, which is really the point. I love how people like to read into your into your stuff. You just put out <laughs> stats, and they're for us to understand. But people people can't help but think you're trying to make you know you're trying to make a yes. point or say this <laughs> or that. And no, you just so people you follow, Matt. Is it's a good follow, Matt. You're also one of the most decorated and best fantasy players in this great country of ours. And I, I specifically, I've learned just an absolute ton from you. I mean, you know, you and I always make a good yin and yang. I've had to learn to get out of the spreadsheet a little bit and into the the ditch. Right, you got to get into there. Well, that's funny that you, know, you say that. You're getting out of the spreadsheet, and I'm kind of getting a little into it. I mean, I'm not like deep into it. I'm not an Excel guy. I, you know, I'm going to be 50 in two months, so I'm like uh, technology uh, challenged, put it that way, being kind. See, but but I do middle, think like right? Tanner's, Tanner Bell's uh, sheet, uh, I, just by looking at that sheet, I see what the spreadsheet guys are going to do and who they're going to take. And look, these are some decorated players and very successful and really good guys. So I've, I found that interesting, and I'm trying to incorporate, like, projections, say the spreadsheet, and what I think most importantly, and trying to marry the three. I mean, it's yeah. not easy, and you see a projection, and you're like, I think this guy's so much better. You have to make an argument, why is that guy much better? And for me, you got to do the deep dive, the research. If you can yep. make that argument, you say, look, the projections aren't capturing this, his second half. He gained, you know, 4% on the swinging strike. His cape, you know, they're missing some of that. So you got to bake it in. Sometimes the guy's a different pitcher from the first half to the second half, yada, yada. But, uh, yeah, how things I'm change. ready to roll. Well, I'm excited. Doing. That's what we're doing here today. It's mm -hmm. kind of the, because we've seen some major changes, not just the ball and the humidor. Now we have new rules. And I think it's important before we dive into the player stuff. How are we going to act first? Like, right, mm -hmm. right. What's going on in the major landscape? And that's what you were alluding to the the outline. Again, this I like to keep it really loose because we just want to hear from you, Matt. So, people, he got three questions. We're going to go pitching. We're noticing is being is falling back. It's and a lot. It for us, power has been moving up. <laughs> is it for us? And then speed has been moving back. So, the the thing in this man already, you already left such a great nugget for people. Whether first of all, the answer is always in the middle, right? It's never all spreadsheet or all game. It's it's mm -hmm. in the middle. But you mentioned something really important too. Like I'm not a big projection guy per se, 
But you have to understand that there's a piece of the population that swears by it. Mm -hmm. So if you like ignore, if you ignore it, you're not going to know how they want to act. And that was the very first thing you said. Of course, you're here. Two minutes and you dropped. That is the gem of gems. Just because you don't think something is going to move the needle for you, you have to understand that other people use yes. it, right? So let's get right into the first one. Right at the very top, I've noticed. Starting pitching is falling back a little bit, right? Maybe it has to do with the depression of offense. But I've been in a first round of a 15-team draft without a starting pitcher going, which is highly unusual. And so I want to know, what is your take on that? And do you think that might actually – do you think that might last in the main event season? My, my Absolutely uh, zero chance of that happening. Uh, <laughs> look – I think it's a 150s DC phenomenon where you see uh, the ADP of Burns is like 15 or 16 and Cole is like 16. And look, I've seen Cole has gone like 24. But I've done probably just about every four honey over the last month or so. And both of those pitchers have gone in the first round every time. Okay. There's been one or two where three pitchers have gone in the first round. So can I ask who the third uh, is? Who's the third? Uh somebody did a turn with a Nola or Strider. So they were uh I forget who went 15 and who went 16. Maybe like Strider was the third guy. It could have been Strider than Nola, but somebody did a turn with Nola and Strider. I just not sure oh. who went first. Gotcha, gotcha. So basically, and I think Strider in, in some instances is gonna go with that turn. Yeah. And then Right now, I don't know. All the ones I've done, like I said, they, they've both gone in the first round. I've never seen them get out of the – and you see the guys that are going in the third round or the guys that are going in the fourth round in the 1K DC I'm in right now getting pushed up to the second round or from the fourth round to the third round if that's the guy you like. And I think that's what's, what you need to expect. There's a no, uh, November, December ADP. There's January, February ADP. And then there's March ADP. And they're different animals. Right now, I'm fully focused on draft champions. And after next weekend, I'll go into redraft mode. Like, you know, getting myself set, you know, three weeks in advance before Vegas and be ready for that. But I got some big things on my plate right now. So I'm just focusing on that. Real quick, I am on the clock. Uh, I'm on yes. the clock now, here. I'm going to go for a second because <laughs> I, I wanted to ask. Well, Matt, of course, is nice enough. He's carving out his own personal time. Um, do, do your thing. Do your thing. You know what? What I want to be it's, getting into, because mm -hmm. I think one of the things that you that we kind of spun off there, which makes a lot of sense, is being careful of drawing up like a rigid attack plan right now. Not fully understanding that the market is shifting. And that's what we were here to do is not just tell you that it's shifting, but to tell you to be prepared because what I hear a ton of that, what I hear a ton of is this is great. You take three hitters and a closer in mm -hmm. the first four rounds. And then in the fifth round, in the sixth round, you're still getting aces as the ADP is sharpening. And that's the first thing I want you to address is what time frame of ADP are you looking for? Cause I'm noticing the wider you go, the more misleading it is, right? You almost want to look at. No, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's an excellent, excellent topic. You just brought up here. I do no more than two weeks. If I got nine or 10 drafts, yeah. I'm fine with that. Okay. That's all you need. Yeah. Cause it's all stale. Even those nine or 10 are kind of stale. Like if you're doing the amount of four hundreds I'm doing, you see it in real time. Number one. Yeah. Who's moving? And now, especially with news and everything, uh, things are going to change rapidly. Uh, I don't really care what happened in November. That's like 
me trying to say I want right. to buy a stock at the price in November when I'm in right. February, which isn't happening. <laughs> so uh, that's why I think you really need to just put the DC ADP, do two weeks. As long as you get like nine or 10 of them, that's enough. You don't need 25 drafts to consolidate an ADP. Right. And I, I think pitching is super important this year. Uh, I don't think it's going to change. I think, like, as I said, it's a 150s DC phenomenon. So I haven't seen it happen in any of the 400s. They both go. I think they're both extremely valuable. Uh, I think pitching is just as valuable as hitting. I did have an interesting call here, and it was really a tough one for me. I had J-Rod or Tucker. I went with J-Rod. Uh, I go back and forth on both. So maybe I got six again on Tuesday, so maybe I get Tucker there. So. That was my yeah. Process. I mean, I, who, I don't think you could really go wrong. Those guys are both awesome, yeah. So uh, I, I think the pitching is going to move up. Look, everything can't move up. Every pitcher can't move up. But there will be pitchers right. that move up because, you know, and maybe certain hitters move down. Pitching will always be a premium in the uh, NFBC, and there's just an easy correlation. As the entry fees go up, the pitching gets pushed up. That's just right. how it is. And if you're not familiar with that and you want to play, you want to bump yourself up to a higher stake uh, entry. You need to know that going in advance because that's just what happens. It's not me trying to like preach something or say this or that. It's just reality. So uh, as much as I think, you know, Burns and Cole were even a thought for me at six. I, I think they're well, that valuable. I think they're that good. Pitching, you only get nine guys to slot in at pitching. You get 14 hitters to slot in. And look, to me, it's going to maybe sound, you know, a, a little uh, how much I'm preaching about pitching. But the one thing I've noticed is, you know, the scarcest commodity is elite production. And we'll get into that next. But yeah. I, I think you got to get the pitching. I think guys you think are you're seeing with an ADP in the middle of the third, you'll be lucky to get them at the at the uh, two three turn, and they're going to go late second in a lot of instances. Now, now without a, a need, nice group. Mm -hmm. What do you think gets pushed out? Because Matt, you're actually I I've been following you for so long that you've always been a proponent of saying, remember, the top twenty five is only twenty five. Mm -hmm. Only twenty five can fit. So whatever you force in. Boop, Something's got to kind of come out. What I've noticed, and this is why you're very sharp, of course, drafted hold phenomenon. I feel like it's the relievers, of, of course, not the top, Diaz, Classe, Go, but it's the relievers that people feel pressed for in drafted holds that they don't feel as pressed for in fab because you can replace them. Those guys are the ones that fall back a little bit. When people mm -hmm. are saying, well, who's going to, well, is it going to be great hitters that fall back? And it's like, no, it's just closers that maybe we're going too early in the first place. All right. I want to keep going on the last question with pitching is because mm -hmm. we're starting to get news. We're starting to find out guys have had, you know, mm -hmm. surgeries and stuff. We were paying attention is ridiculous, but, but DeGrom had the side thing. Kyle Wright had the shoulder thing. I don't know whether it's to them specifically or just in general, when you hear this kind of news, do you think, get me away from here? The injuries will find me anyway. Or do you think, this is kind of a buying opportunity. When the DeGrom news first came out, he dropped to like pick 50. You know, and Kyle mm -hmm. Wright is slipping right now because people are worried about the shoulder. But like Wheeler had the sh barking shoulder and so did Castillo. And they were just behind two or three starts. Now that it was rough, the first two or three starts. But then you mm -hmm. got pretty sick production the way out. So when you hear these nondescript injuries, right? If a guy tears your shoulder, we're obviously out. But some of these things that are kind of nebulous, Maddie, how do you react to it? 
Uh, I think with DeGrom, for me, uh, just to show you the different price points and all that, in a 150 DC, I'm more apt to take a DeGrom. I'm more apt to take a Fernando Tatis. But as the prices go up, as the entry fee goes up, I'm not going to be as willing. You know, you're putting down $1,000. I mean, DeGrom is the best pitcher when healthy. But how many innings you get? But now, if you if he falls far enough, then I'm then I'm interested. You should be getting a discount. Like Kyle Wright, he has this news. Why there's other guys in that range that are just as good, in my opinion, as Kyle Wright, if not better. So why you you know maybe now he falls around or two, he's better than say those pitchers. If if you that however your valuation is, there's not a right your valuation means everything. So I mean, but you should be getting discounts. And I mean, maybe not every. I mean, maybe say every player has a price, yada yada, which is kind of true and kind of not. You don't want. There's a reason why some guys fall. <laughs> so you want to catch the fly, you know, the falling knife. <laughs> that's that's the interesting argument. You know, maybe. Wait, hold on, hold on. Awesome eighty grade point number two. People, man, I gotta mm-hmm. stop you for this stuff. This is great stuff. Okay, getting a value is good. On players you already like. Uh, what I have found, mm-hmm. one of the mistakes I made moving into the high-stakes arena was, like you said, this guy's 20 picks be- past ADP. I didn't want him at all. And now I find myself yep. with multiple shares because he because t- he's falling across the board for a reason. right? So, again, mm-hmm. understand market dynamics up to a point. Mm-hmm. But I, I – not to beat the Casey Chaffing, I'm very kind of strict about it. Guys that I'm going to let into the family or not, you know, and a lot of people, I'm just. Well, that's, as you mentioned, the the Casey Chai method where he has a, you know, select group of players. And I've kind of implemented that this season. Really, I used to be, you know, the the FOMO would get me in trouble and maybe diversifying too much. I'm either going, I'm going down with my guys this year. It's either I'm going to, it's going to be. Uh, very, uh, it's going to be a great season or it could fail spectacularly, but I have a core group of guys. And now, obviously, some other guys will get added in and, you know, but there's a select core and you could see, you could see by my uh, percentages of owned players. Uh, and I, I, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm I'm not afraid of that. Look, if, if, if they get hurt, they get hurt. And there is a risk in that, but there is a reward in it. And, I, I think that's the way to go for me this year. At least that's the way that I've decided to go, put it that way. All right. Not only is that a good lesson, but it's also a very good segue into the next thing. Mm-hmm. Matt, man, gosh, for all the really good analysis I've done, and people hitting me up in September and October going, Johnny, you were a whiz. My gosh, I crushed. And I'm like, I didn't. Because I'm, I fell off my own guys. And the segue is, mm-hmm. it had to do with power. So last year... My, I had Pete Alonso and Austin Riley so far ahead of the field. I, I, I People were laughing at me. They thought it was engagement farming. You know what I mean? I never do that. Mm-hmm. And I love these guys, but because of my perception of, like, late home runs, obviously I could get home runs late. There's 30 home runs all over the place. I passed on what I've been calling, like, determinative power, you know, big moose power. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get it from a lot of the guys, right? A lot of the guys we expected no, not at one, all. hit 15, right? They didn't, right? We didn't get the reserves. The reserves, the cavalry didn't come for us. So right at the back, talk to me about power. You can start from the top at the humidor if you want. You can start with how you're treating it. The, the floor is all yours because this is really the pink elephant mm-hmm. in the room. But for me, the bow was if you really like a player – Get him. You draft him, Matt. It's so weird. I get so cute. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to 
I hear I am saying yeah, you're surrounded well, by MVP votes, and I didn't draft him, you know. So talk to us about Patrick. I, I might have not been like the Austin Riley type that early. Maybe wasn't the profile I was I was looking for in the past. It's yeah. a profile that I'm looking for now. I think, as I said before, elite power is probably the scarcest thing going right now. That and always elite pitching, in my opinion, it will always right. be uh, you know right next to it. But the Alonzos. And the Austin Rileys will give you zero steals, but are going to hit 35 to 40 homers, 100 to 100. You know, after that, you know, once you get past the 11th round, I really don't see a lot. There are some power guys, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I view it totally different. I'm looking at where there's a lot of middle infielders and speed guys that I'll, you know, be willing to go after, even if they don't have the greatest, say, profiles or plate discipline and that kind of stuff. I I think it's kind of flipped where in the past it was, you know, you had to get your speed early and power was there late. It's not. Yep. Now, will MLB change the ball? I mean, I don't think so. I think MLB uh, is going back to 80s baseball, which is my favorite type of baseball. I grew up on that. I think it's fantastic. You get defense. Not everybody's hitting 40 home runs. You know, this, you know, I don't think everybody should hit, you know, a ton of home runs. It's, you know, it devalues home runs, you know. Yeah, 2019 in, in was kind of a joke, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, 2019 was happy fun ball and all that stuff. So I don't think you can rely on that. All you can go off of is what do you think? What happened last year? We'll never know what the ball is going to be. So we're always kind of screwed with that. But I don't think it's going back to that type of ball. So now the power – which took a hit is obviously a premium. And the reason I say elite pitching still, everybody's like, well, there's a lot of good pitches. No. But if you think now there's no more shift, means you want more higher strikeout guys, guys that will miss bats. So balls won't get put in play and won't go through the non-existent shift anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think it's kind of flipped a little where the power and the speed look, you definitely I I want a top six pick if I have if I have my choice. I think there's six. I mean, to me, there's really like a top nine, I'll be honest with you, because I include Otani and Burns and Cole. But uh if you get a top six pick, you're most likely going to go uh hitter. But I don't think uh Cole's a burns. Is the bad pick there? Neither. I think they. I mean, Garrett Cole for all the shit he takes, his consistency, his excellence, the numbers oh, he yeah. puts up. It's it's still you know. I mean, he kind of gets a. He doesn't get enough credit in in my opinion. I think there's too many haters out there for him. And what Burns has done over the last two years, uh, you know, he's just been phenomenal. Even last oh, year, you know, some people yeah. say you know he had a, he had a bad September or whatever this or that. I'm I'm not worried about that. Uh, I think those two are up with the top hitters, in my opinion. And then, it, Matt, then can, you can go I say, from there. I'm just wargaming it in real time, you know. And again, this is how people should be thinking, right? With new information, think about how the pebble in the water creates all the all the moving circles, right? I'm I was surprised to hear you say that you like the top six pick because I don't see that landing the the twofer, right? Like I feel like if you're if you're okay with early pitching and you want determinative power. Isn't that like a 10th pick where you could get Cole and Riley from the 10? Because if you go with the six, I have found it maybe mm -hmm. – I can't I mean, I've been in some sharp rooms too. Picking early at the six, all the bats that I really like in the second round are gone. 
I guess maybe you need to warm up to Goldschmidt or Michael Harris feels like a reach me. I've been then going with like closers or you can show you I'm growing up drafting like a catcher, you know, but it, <laughs> I've, six, I've implemented, really isn't I've implemented the, the one good catcher rule this year. I will have one. Yeah. Oh, we're I learning. Daddy, we're growing up. Dude. We're growing up. We're learning. We're learning. I'll tell yeah. you, and that's another one people, especially in two catcher leagues, don't be a smart ass like me. I thought I could outsmart mm. the room coming from one catcher leagues. We could just get whatever and then kind of stream it. The distance that those teams with two good catchers put between you and them, getting 600 mm-hmm. quality plate appearances becomes very hard to make up. It really does. Last thing what Matt was saying, of course, Matt, you just dropped nuggets left and right, is – not what the pitchers at the very top do is give you the ability to go over 200 innings with those giant ratios. The same way a guy like Alonzo or like even Riley can hit you 40 home runs, but also hit 275, which is a plus mm-hmm. across the board. I'm telling you, Maddie, getting into this stuff and looking at dollar returns in hindsight, the biggest thing that throws me off always are players with average. I was just looking at Jose Abreu, which you kind of look back and think, I don't know, he hit 15 home runs. He didn't really blow up the counting stats. It wasn't that great of a season. Guess what? It was a great season because he hit 304 and had 680 plate appearances. That's a tremendous season because that that mm-hmm. batting average is a ca- is a carrying stat. And that's something that I kind of struggled well, with getting into it, you know. Well, just so about, back wait, to wait, 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 before you go, just put your ball on power because, again, me and you could go for hours. We have a, somewhat of a deadline. For, for power, because this is what people want from you is, what are the best players – how are they approaching it? So I think you're left one really good note. Make sure you're getting one. Get somebody that you think can hit 40 home runs. Mm-hmm. What about past that? Is there anything that like you're looking for? Is it more environment? Are you looking for pull hitters? Like, is there anything now that Maddie? Like, what what tools for? am I using? I, I'm just, you know, I'm looking at play. I'm looking at their profiles. You know, Fangraphs, Statcast. It's not just you know all the lollipops as uh, I think Zimmerman uses that term. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not just it's not just the Statcast page. I want to look at the Fangraphs page. Uh, you know, I, I want to see the plate skills and the back of the baseball card. You know, does matter if you continually do it year after year. You know, you're obviously doing something right. And it's what is your plan? Have a plan. If you have a plan and you can pick from anywhere, and but you got to identify it. You got to map out your pitching first. I think that's, you know, I think that is important. And if you're going to pick at the back end, you're going to get good hitters. You know, they're still going to be good hitters. I think up until maybe like that top 25 pick, you're going to get, you know, somebody really solid. And especially in that top 20. So if you pick it from like 10 to 15, that's a, I'm still a good spot, and if it was me in the second round, if I got my hitter in the first, I'll pull up the pitcher. If I pick top six, which I've gotten a lot of top six, basically the, been picking mostly in the top eight. It's, it just keeps happening that way. I have to change it up a little. But if I get that stud hitter, I'm most likely, unless there's just a hitter that fell that I couldn't pass up, I'm going to take that pitcher in the second round. If the guys that you know I was keen on already went, then I'm gonna pull pull somebody up. I'm not afraid of that. I, you know, I have my rankings yeah, the, and the, the my philosophy. Is, the power stuff and the way it's changed and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I agree. With you. I think you do need to. I'm get sorry, one you skipped there a little bit. I didn't mean to step on you. Your video skipped. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no. I think you do need to get one power bat. I mean, you can do it getting going pocket aces, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But if if it if it's there for you and. 
I mean, ADP is just the guide. <laughs> I mean, I love it. We all love it, but it's a guide. Stick mm-hmm. to your whatever you've done the research on. Just go with your guys. I don't really yep. give a shit what anybody thinks of my draft or my you know thing. If if it, if it worked out from what I planned and what I thought was a successful strategy, and I got my guys, that's a home run. That's the hardest part. That something people don't talk about enough is doing these DCs, 150s, 400s. You know, you get your shares of all these guys. But one of the most important things, and maybe I didn't do that as well the last year or two, is making sure you get those guys when you transition to March and when we go live. Because the boards are tighter. It's just tougher. And, you know, that is a key element that I don't think gets talked about enough. Getting, I don't want to have 80% of somebody... In my 150s, I want to make sure he's in my bigger leagues, you know, because I'm doing another, bigger you know, leagues. That's another mistake I've made. You know, it's another mistake I've made yeah. because I draft all winter that I feel like, oh, man, by the time I get to the end, you like, got I'm too much. And then you pull back when it matters. Matt, Matt, this is just all the good stuff. All the new ones in the context you get here at Mayo Media. Now, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Audio Only Pod and all the YouTube stuff because – Whatever, this world is so stupid. Nobody asks, like, hey, is that guy smart? Is that guy interesting? It's like, how many likes do you get? And they're like, who cares? So stupid. Anyway, do all the stupid YouTube stuff because it matters more than it should. But if you're digging us, you get up in the comments because that is the stuff that matters serving the overlords. Here, Matt, let me get to you with the power thing. Here's what I've noticed. And and this is what I've – the adjustment I've had to make is, like, the spreadsheet guy. You know, looking for these kind of hulking profiles – now we're seeing the mush ball is not flying when it gets put up in the air, right? So mm-hmm. long story short, the best way I had it explained to me was think of it as having a bunch of little parachutes on it. Well, if you hit it low and hard, they don't have a chance to kind of puff out. When you hit it up in the air and it floats, they parachute puff out, and it, it doesn't do the damage that you'd expect. So I've had to fine-tune, and I begin to start looking at these pull profiles, especially pulled fly ball line drive stuff, which I, really, really, really matters. Nolan Arenado is probably the best case scenario, right? I was always so frustrated. How does, why is this guy hitting 30 runs? <laughs> Dude, it's just, again, How's remember, he doing it? just, for me, all I have are these cold analytics. They don't lie to me, right? They, and it's all that I know. So they don't match up with a 30 home run hitter. But like you mentioned, track record track record and then you mentioned the deep dive trying to figure out why and that's really the whole thing with Arenado. so like on the surface Arenado, it just doesn't look the great i mean it just doesn't look great it kind of makes people mad because he's such a good hitter but the power stats are just not crazy you know uh 39 hard hit on savant eight barrel four and a half blast these are just not sick power numbers but because of the way he pulls and he mm-hmm. pulls in the air, he gets the results. I noticed on Jose Abreu, who I mentioned before, because I've been tweeting about it, pumping up my rankings, I'll show for myself at the end. But this is the stuff that I was talking about. Again, I was never a big Abreu guy. He always hit home runs, even with the ground ball profile, because he pulls the ball in the air. Check this out, Matt. I don't know if you saw this. So um, two years ago, Abreu had 30 home runs, right, what we expected. He had 44 barrels, 57 pulled fly ball line drives, 44-57. Last year, it was 47-55, respectively. So 47 barrels, 55 pulled fly balls. Essentially the same the same thing. But he only got 15 home runs. Where I used to say, ha, there it is. I'm not saying that. I don't think he's the 15 home run guy. I think he's the 30 home run guy. And if he pulls another 45 barrels, he's going to hit another 28 home runs. So that's been part of how Maybe I, more. Just a little with bit. The, with the Crawford boxes. I know, you know, like we go over people's heads. 
you know, yeah, well, right, but that's although to that point, you know, again, I've been doing all this, this sick kind of granular stuff. Did you know Altuve, who gets um, he gets pegged for that also? He had two more home runs on the road and two less plate appearances, right? A guy that we only because it's yes, the ballpark matters, Matt. I'm not taking it away. You're you're right. Like you're not wrong. You're right. There's there's right and wrong. The thing is that profile, those tendencies tend to carry over. Mm -hmm. And so that is, yeah. So where I've had to open up my third eye to this stuff is there are guys that are going to have power floors because of the way they pull the ball in the air. And there's a few of them this year. It's even like a guy like Andres Jimenez, people saying the home runs aren't sustainable. Look at the pull profile, man. He, again, he's not going to hit 30, but he is going to hit 15 to 17. Mm -hmm. Like I believe that. And if you think he's going to steal 25, 30, very valuable piece. But the idea being, again, it's not all this red stack cast stuff that finds home runs anymore. Dude, God, I wish we could just go on for days and days. So, Matt, <laughs> let's let's bring it around home with the third leg here. It's speed. Again, floor is yours. It sounds like you started alluding to it a little bit. You want to touch on the bases. I'm not really moving the needle that much. Tell us what you think about the bases, who stands to gain or whatever. You know, just, just on the bases. Well, I mean, I think you have to th- – have to assume speed will, you know, stolen bases are going to go up. It's not even just for the bases. I mean, whatever they are, a couple of inches closer, it's the pitcher can only throw over twice. So that is a deterrent right there. And that should be for the pitcher. And that should become a huge benefit for the runner. And I, I, like I said, one of the things I, you know, I love analytics and all that. The one thing I was never a fan of the sabermetrics move was getting stolen bases out of the game because it's so much more fun baseball when you have stolen bases. I mean, I remember, you know, the mid eighties with like Eric Davis, Daryl strawberry. You want these big time power hitters that can go 30, 30. It's, it's just, I don't know. I've, I've always liked the stolen base. I think it's exciting. And so now once you get past to me, like that 11th roundish, maybe you can go into the 12th. That's the power cutoff. You know, you really there's a couple of yeah. bats there that have that power profile, but like a Renfro, yeah. right? Well, like yeah, I mean guy. Renfro, that Renfro and those first basemen to me, oh, that's right. it. Yeah. Once they go, you know, you better have power. Yeah, because if you're banking on Jorge Soler, who I who I do like this year, but I mean right. it's Jorge Soler. Are you going to bank on a 35 year old uh, Adam Duval later on? Uh, after that round, after that range, I think is where the speed comes to play. There's a bunch of middle infields. I don't think third base is shallow. I don't think second base is shallow. I keep hearing that, and I, I just laugh at that. Because uh, uh, I, I think that's where you could find a lot of good speed options. Is These middle infielders, you, you want to have one of them that's got speed. I, I think that's what you're really looking for. Uh, then you got the kid in Oakland, Ruiz, yeah. who's probably gonna, as long as he's hitting the ball in uh, spring training. I mean, as long as he's just not like total garbage at the plate, uh, I think he's gonna be a big mover. <laughs> Matt, are, you sure, uh, are you sure it matters, dude? They ran out Nick Allen last year. They yeah, that's out- true. I mean, that's true. It's <laughs> Oakland. Christian Pache was I mean, in bats is bad, bro. It's bad. But I mean, that's a guy that. You got to think people are going to, you know, and I'm not the only one saying it. I know my boy Scott Jenstadt said it on the pod uh, a couple of days ago with uh, Jeff Erickson. Probably going to be one of the biggest movers because if you find yourself light on speed, 
That's a guy you're going to gravitate to. But I think there's plenty of these uh, middle infielders. Right. Yeah, he's still 85. <laughs> you got the Segores. I mean, even a CJ Abrams, who not really sure he can hit that well, even though he said he put on six yeah, or I'm seven pounds. Yeah. But I do think he's going to get every opportunity. I think he's going to run. Uh, you know, yeah. so there are these guys. I think India, you know, he's going for sprint uh, um, air, air quotations. He went to a, a sprint trainer or whatever. But I think the guy was really oh, hurt this year. He's yeah. not going to steal 30 bases, but I think he's going to try and steal at least 15, you know, be in that range. And when you can keep adding those things on, I think that really helps. And I think there are some third basemen later on. If you didn't, if you don't get the top couple of guys, I'm right. waiting. You know, I'm just going to push that, really push that position off because really I don't find it too enticing. I know Bregman's solid every year, but yeah, yeah. to me – Bregman and Ryan McMahon aren't like 125 picks different. You know, unless Bregman starts hitting yeah. 30 to 40 homers again, then that changes the equation for me. I keep chasing McMahon. He doesn't even <laughs> really disappoint. He doesn't really disappoint. He's, He's boring. Very He's consistent. boring. He's very, yeah, right. very That's boring. What it is. I think but, you know what it is, Maddie. I see the splits. And although in Roto, you get, you know, because you're basically starting mm-hmm. every week. So you're getting all the goodness. It's especially now I'm diving in with these player dives, these splits in these guys. Oh god, it's it's yes. so bad. It's so bad. Like Kron is the same way. They're almost he's almost like a not rosterable player on the road, you know, and it's the same way for a lot of these guys. It's very it's very strange. I've actually been finding I'm kind of staying away from Rockies, which you know might be like offensive sacrilege, but yeah, I think you're right about uh, for the most part outside of McMahon. I pretty much I've stayed away from Rockies when I've had to in the DC format. Get that second baseman late, and you know, uh, Brendan Rogers, who at home has a good hitting profile on the road, it's kind of dog shit, to be honest with you. But you know, he's got a chance to hit 280, 15, oh, yeah. 17 home runs. You know, when you get 280 where he goes and 15 homers, that's that's not nothing, <laughs> you know. I know it's not the ideal profile I'm looking for, I'm just trying to talk about like Rockies players since you brought it up. Okay, are we going to have to get out of here? There's one question I'm going to ask, even if it's just yes or no. Mm-hmm. Should Bobby Witt Jr. be going in the first round? I think for his profile, yes. I mean, what, what, I mean, what do you got him at? It's going to hit at least 20 home runs, right? You know, mid uh, 20 to 25 home runs. One of the fastest guys in the game, he's going to steal 30 bases. I don't have any shares of him yet. Again, I've been picking the first half of the draft. A lot, mostly. I'll probably right, be picking going. the whole back half of the draft, and the uh, when we go live. But uh, yeah, I think he's he deserves that just based on his profile. Unless right. you're going to tell me he's going to hit like 13 homers and steal 22 bases, which you know that would be a catastrophe for him. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we go, Matt? Um, anything that maybe we missed or that you wanted to get out before? No, just trust your process. Have a process. Have a game plan. Go into the draft yeah. when you got your KDS or whatever. Know what you want to do. Where am I getting my pitching? You know, I'm going to take the hitter in the first round. How am I mapping out my pitching the rest of the way? I think that is very key. And get your guys. Yeah, Matt, awesome. I mean, for a half hour, we dropped like bombs. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, well, Patty finally found a way to keep me in keep me in my cage. You know, <laughs> you got to give me a time limit, and because you know I want to get the good content out there. So mm-hmm. I mean, I waited till the very, very, very last second to promote my own stuff. I I hate making this stuff about me, but 
you know, I hooked up a sharpener and I'm doing rankings. So I did a top 625 overall. It's 35 tiers that you could actually take to a draft and it's going to guide you, right? It's not like a third baseman pitcher. It's pitchers that you want, move to hitters that you want, shift to here. And it's really a way to get less experienced players, a good exposure to more advanced stuff. And then, of course, I don't like the idea of just listing players because I've never been that type of person. I want to know why somebody thinks what they think. So, of course, I started writing up every single player in the league. It's just completely <laughs> spun out of control. Maddie, it's over 90 players. It's over 30,000 words. I'm adding every single day. And to be honest, I'm really, really proud of it. Because, again, awesome. you, you, it's it's 10 bucks one time. It goes all season. be updating all year. And you could just I'll put have in to the make player the name. deposit into that. You could, you could put in the player name, and you get my best rational counter for or against, you know, a player. Mm-hmm. And it's it's – it's been really great for me because for all the deep diving we do, you know, we lose a lot of those nuggets, right? You know, you look then, you're looking at Bob's Yalbies and you're looking at his pole profile. And at the time, yeah, you remembered it, but you didn't write it down. So you didn't document it. And then it becomes hard to compare these things. And now I have this library, which has really been great. I mean, I go back and check my own stuff. And sometimes I find mm-hmm. I, I want to challenge myself. So anybody that wants to take their understanding a little bit deeper, again, it's not this guy hit 30 home runs. It's really, really out there. You know, it's the pull stuff I'm talking about. It's shape movement for fastball velocities and things that I think really matter as we begin to understand the game a little better. So Matt, my Paisan, Roto Soprano, extraordinaire, capo, you are the dude, man. You really are just the cool dude. You are, you are just the coolest guy. You're so knowledgeable. You're so accessible. Uh, stop with the time words. Give, <laughs> the truth, though, Go man, on. I'm joking. I'm joking. You don't understand it. You got <laughs> no, you get people in the avenue to really understand and relate to people that dude, some people hit you know the, the amount of money that goes into some of these leagues makes their, their head spin. But you're mm-hmm. really calm and really, you know, procedural about it. And I think all that stuff is really what matters. And it's why you're able to play for that money because you're not like erratic. So follow me up at John Legaza. The link to the stuff is all there, it'll be below us and all that stuff. Whatever. But if you want Maddie back. Comment below. We get enough of those. Maybe we get the Road of Sopranos mm-hmm. back every Friday. It would be a lot of fun. Half an hour every Friday morning to kick it with your boy, Kujin, Big Johnny Stud, man. We love you very much. Rate, review, and subscribe to Mayo Media. We're going to be bringing it hot and heavy the whole time. You can hit us, either of us, up on Twitter any time of day, any day of the week because it is the season. So, yo, we'll catch you soon. Thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace. Peace.